Uh, so at Imago, we do a thing called the Gratitude Party. Um, gratitude experience. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez, oh, my God. A lot excited. of everybody has Someone allergies right now, and I just new, almost saliva over like the a, mic. I think these are oh, waterproof. I did. There's I'm pretty little, sure they're waterproof. There's a little bead of saliva. Oh, my oh no. There's a lot. That's what they got the spit guard oh, for. Shoot. Well, I utilized that. <laughs> That's what it's there for. Welcome to the Mrs. Graves Podcast. This is Katie. She's my wife's, dad's, girlfriend's, sister's, daughter. And this is Josh. He's my mom's, sister's, boyfriend's, daughter's husband. Hi, Katie. Hi, uh, Josh. T- today's show is sponsored. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for... Good, 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 good midday to you, this, sir. I forgot good. when this is going to post because I have some things in here that might not relate to today's date, but... Whatever date you're listening to this, uh, such is life. Such is in the podcasting world. This is true. true we that. might be in the future. We might be in the past. Nobody knows. No they have no yeah. idea. So that's why you can lie to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Today's show is sponsored by Organization. <laughs> <laughs> I usually make some kind of yeah, happy right. sound, I and then today for. he just stared at me I and waited for the for. sound, I like, and I did nothing. <laughs> I just stared right at his eyes. Today's show is organization. The definition of organization. Organization is the structure or arrangement of related or connected items and or an efficient and orderly approach to a task. Yeah, it is. As if you didn't know. That's what that means. Is there anything, when you hear the word organization, that anything comes to mind that maybe would have an impact or a, a story a in story? your life? I want you to go first. I went first you want me last to go time. First? Okay, well, my st- I don't really have a, I don't really have a personal story. I just have a, like an anecdote. Yeah, like I love organization. I just like I'm a huge fan of organization. I can see this. You know why? Why? Because when you guys moved, uh-huh. oh, I yeah. did your pantry, mm-hmm. and I mean, not only was it super organized, there's baskets for everything. Mm-hmm. Literally everything was in every place that it should have been. It made me feel badly about myself as a person. It made me feel badly. I love it. I love. love Tell me about how you organize. I love things to have their own spot. Well, I I have OCD big time. And not only do do I organize like big picture organization, but I have to like straighten things on my desk and make everything like 90 degree angles and perpendicular to one another and everything like... Oh, so you're not doing that thing where you're minimizing OCD and saying you have OCD? Like you probably do have, you think you actually diagnosably. It's hard for me to relax until everything that I could see or have in my head that I need to get done has to get done. Otherwise, I just can't stomach. Because JD's always like, just chill and relax on the couch. I'm like, do you see how the the TV's slightly crooked just a smidge? That's going to ruin my day. Uh My day is ruined. So next time you're at our house, look at every little... (laughs) Everything is a perfect. After I make my make the couch line up with the the tiles of the um, of the floor, Gosh, you know have what? To be, you're kind of singing my song, dude. Oh, I, I do that too. That I I'm it. selectively like I'm a slob. Like my pantry's gross, uh-huh. but then I kind of can't watch TV if the couch. Mm-hmm. Mine is the edge of the rug, and the oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. the lines of the wood floor. There you go. Has to if be. the rug and the wood floor are parallel, <sighs> it's just. Yeah, and I hate not knowing where things are at. So when you have when you're organized and you, <sighs> things have their own little spot, oh man! What, I always have I have a spot for keys, have a spot for a wallet, 
all these things are lined up. And so when something's missing, I go, wifey, what's going on with the key situation? Because you know where they need to go. She's like, it's in my purse, or it's in this, or it's over here, or it could be over there, or it could be in this. I'm just like, you need to put And then do you spontaneously combust? Yeah, and then I lose my S, and then she's just like, why don't you chill? I'm like, well, that's not helping. Why don't you just put it back? Why don't you? (laughs) I can see both sides of this. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I have a problem for one. I have, uh, I'm married to a human who... I'm sure you've seen him do this. Yeah. Loses his keys yeah. or his sunglasses or his wallet every day. I can't, I can't stand that. Every day. I can't stand that, yeah. I so can. then I'm like, let me solve this problem for you. I bought a thing at Ikea. It's like it hangs on the wall. Oh, yeah. It's right by the garage door, uh-huh. right? So he he comes in. He can just put yeah. the things on the thing. He does not do it. <sighs> and then every day there's an emergency because we can't find our keys. Uh-huh. See, isn't that miserable? Sometimes... He'll go somewhere with no wallet and then have no money because he doesn't. And I don't, I can't, like, I can't. I know. That's why you need organization in your life. I don't. It's very hard for me to understand. However, he gets weird Uh about things that I don't think are important. Uh Um, Knives, for example. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like the dinner, like the dinnerware knives? No, like the cutting sharp knife, like make dinner knives. Okay, yeah. He's afraid of them. Yeah. Like, he's afraid he of knives. He cut himself? Yeah. Okay. I am not afraid of knives. Okay. I'm from the country. Yeah. In the country, you someone just, is always bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think you're just... You get, you get issued a knife, I think, once you live, like, 20 miles outside of Fresno. It Correct. Just, it just comes in your... Yeah. Somebody's always bleeding, and if... And so, like... For me to accidentally cut myself yeah. because I left the knife in the sink, I'm like, whatever, uh, just put okay, a Band-Aid on there. I got you. Uh, he not a fan. Not, not a fan good. of the slices. No. He needs the knife. You can't, like, you can't leave the knife on the counter to air dry because what oh. if someone, what if, what if one Grabs of the kids climbs up first. onto the counter? Oh, jeez. And I'm like, scenarios. if they do that, then they're going to learn, don't do that when the knives are on the counter. <laughs> Check first before you jump on the freaking counter. He doesn't think that's cute. <laughs> Um, he doesn't think so. And so I drive him nuts. Oh, yeah. It's knife specific. And oh, then he yeah. drives me insane. But but what I have learned, the reason I'm saying mm-hmm. the thing about the driving one another crazy uh-huh. is that you're not allowed to flip out. I know. I'm, He's I'm, not I'm, allowed to flip out when I leave a knife out. Yeah. And I am not allowed to flip out and or say I told you so or judge or laugh at him when he can't find his wallet for the 36th time. Yeah. You just have to zip it. That sounds good in, in a marriage, Josh. It sounds good in theory. I am still learning this process. You're not allowed to flip out. I know. And because and grand scheme of things, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Like if you think about it, if you apply your logical it's mind to it, deal. it doesn't matter that she doesn't know exactly where the keys are. And it's usually the problem is usually solved within eight eight to nine seconds. It is not worth flipping out. But it's borderline. And then how about three. the problem when you flip out? How long does that take to solve? Oh yeah, that's days. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it usually does. So you could choose and not to flip thing, out. Not that I blame her, because I would be like, I'm super annoyed with someone who's just, yeah. Man, who was super out, uptight. Yeah, flipping, yeah, yeah, I'm very uptight. I am uptight. A little bit high strung about keys? Oh my gosh. Perhaps. Keys, anything. Like, Welcome to Josh and Katie Therapy Time. Amago data. Amago data. Amago data, take four. Amago data. Katie. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to figure out if it's data or data. 
I think it's I tomato, data. tomato. Oh, Isn't right. It? Okay, I don't I think, think it matters. Tomato, tomato. I don't really think it actually yeah. matters. I'm not going to correct you data. on that one. Ruminate. What did I say? Did I don't say ruminate data? about how you are pronouncing that incorrectly. This room is not glowing. I don't know what you're talking about. 91% of sixth graders learned something new about careers, industries, and their own pathway from our Mongo lessons. At the tender age of sixth grade, sixth they grade. did that? that? I believe that's with 2.7 million people who uh, who are sixth graders that learned something. So did two, you make a... I, I made, I the made The face you're making what at those? me would indicate that the 2.7 million <laughs> is not a real thing, right. and you made up a number. Let me start over. S- we interviewed 7 million sixth graders... <laughs> And 91% of them learned something Seven new. Seven million dezillion. And learned something new about career industries and their own pathway mm-hmm. using the Imago lessons. How awesome was that? How about 91% of the sixth graders that did Imago lessons learned something? Yeah. That would be an accurate is. way to, to yes, say that. It's 91% of 7 million. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that it's is. It's weird today, you guys. Imago data. <laughs> This segment, we're bringing in the heavy hitter. I'm gonna start talking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna bring. Yeah. We're gonna bring in the. Get closer. It helps. To yours? No. 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 (laughs) 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 So we have two microphones, so we can share one. (laughs) Good. (laughs) We're bringing in the heavy hitters because on this social emotional learning podcast, I thought it'd be wise to talk about social emotional learning. Yeah. And we, uh, myself, and uh, co-host. Katie tried to try to cover this topic. We did in great length by about 30 minutes. However, it was kind of all over the place. <laughs> so uh, we're going to dial it in. We're going to make it a little more uh, streamlined and uh, brought in Rob, everyone's favorite uh, third host, Rob. Thank you. He's going to uh, add a little clarity on to what social emotional learning is and why it's important, and you know, little little values and little um, the, the the positivities that come from one who is uh, social and emotionally taught. Socially and emotionally learned. Learned. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rob. Cool. Um, if you, you want to say hi to. Yeah, hi the, the everyone. Nice to to the millions. Uh-huh. Nice to uh, see all of you again. Uh, I yeah, thanks for having me back. You're Josh. very welcome, Rob. The first we, time I was was uh, just an absolute bass knocker. Of a that's time. what I hear. I heard it was a great, great bass knocker of a show. Uh, so I brought you in because I wanted to ask you one question. Hope you would can elaborate on it. Is um, what? Why do you think social emotional learning is important? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the world that we're living in today is becoming increasingly complex. Think about how many things you have to do on a daily basis. The advent of new technologies ultimately causes us to have so many more things to occupy our time. Uh, We're focusing our attentions in so many places. But beyond that, the world in and of itself is becoming more and more complex. It's becoming more specialized. It's becoming more and more technology integrated. And when that happens, typically over the course of of human events and history, what we tend to see is a, a pretty dramatic shift in the way people live their lives. Think about the Industrial Revolution. You had... Uh, massive changes to the scale of just the world in general and what that meant for everyday life. Well, we're, we're at a place now where we're in the middle of the technology revolution, and that's 
creating a, a new world, a frontier where the jobs of today, the lives of today, and everything that goes along with them, they're going to be so much different in 10 years. And think about 10 years ago or 20 years ago from today is a completely different landscape. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. change ultimately has resulted in an increase placed on those skills that are innately human. Right? And that's really where social-emotional learning comes in at, at the core. Because really what you're learning are those really innate human tendencies and, and pieces that help us connect with one another. So if the world is becoming more and more reliant on technology, it's those pieces that make us human that become even more valuable. And we can see that with automation replacing the way a lot of traditional jobs were being done. That's, that's great. That's progress. That's humanity reaching its next phase. But in order for us to do that, for humanity to continue to expand, we really do have to become more human. That was very beautifully articulated. Can you elaborate more on what Amago does to um, to accomplish that uh, in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So, as an organization, what we've done is knowing that that is the case, knowing that those pieces of social emotional learning, uh, those elements like empathy, resilience, adaptability, problem solving, ethical decision making, those are all the components of what it takes to become more socially and emotionally aware, socially emotionally intelligent. And what we as an organization have done is we've created a digital library of lessons to help teach those subjects to the students and leaders of of today. By doing that, what we're hoping is by providing some some insight and providing some ideas and thoughts and and pieces, we're able to give the tools to those uh, who are looking to learn this or who are uh, looking to help others learn this to, to really help develop their social and emotional competencies. Now, to measure some of that, we've also layered in some, some research and some data and some analytics on top of it. And all of this is done digitally, so it's a little bit easier on the actual uptake for the, the students and for the teachers that we end up working with and partnering with at, at some districts around the country. I think you highlighted that perfectly. Thank you. I could not have done it. I could do it better. I believe take, in you. I bet you long. could. It'd just take me a lot longer. Well. Uh, but I appreciate you coming in and uh, in uh, informing the, the millions of people um, yeah. about what we do and a little bit inside of social-emotional learning. Thanks, Josh. It was a, a real pleasure to be here today. Please, for the love of Beyonce, Please tell me some facts about chocolate chip cookies. Uh, Do you see how bored I am that I'm asking you for facts? Not only am I going to talk about chocolate chip cookies, I'm going to blow your friggin' mind about chocolate chip cookies Whoa, right did you bring chocolate chip cookies here yeah. to this place? Yes. How dare you discuss chocolate chip cookies yes, and did, not honestly. actually have chocolate chip cookies? Okay, ready? <clears throat> Is it chocolate chip cookie day right now? Today? No, close. Why are the it's facts about chocolate chip cookies? Today is chocolate chip day. All right. Okay, okay. I so can get. When uh-huh. you think of chocolate okay. chip, what do chocolate you, you, chip cookies? I mean, it just rolls off the tongue. Just right off. Just chocolate <sighs> chip cookies. If you <laughs> yawn one more time, so help me, Katie. So help me. I Cho- just look. I had a rough week last week. It was just really right difficult. Now. I don't care about your week. I need your full attention about chocolate chip. Chocolate chip cookies. I learned you that. Okay, ready? Go. Five fun. Five. 
that's not bad, right? I, I, I really appreciate the way in which time. you were proactive. Okay. Thank you. Are you really going to just do five? Yes. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, ready, go. Because these are the five best ones. I'm going to go get some cookies really right now. <laughs> Number five. Did you know the chocolate chip cookie was created by accident? Actually, I did know that. Son of a gun. Okay. Do you want me to tell the yeah, story? Yeah, please tell me the story. So this lady. What's her she, name? I don't know. Ruth. Ruth Hershey Cookie Chip. <laughs> Ruth, Ruth Wakefield, <laughs> owner of... Ruth's Cookie no, Time. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Wakefield Cookie Toll Time. Toll House. Toll House. Toll House. The Toll House Inn in Whitman, Massachusetts. Ruth wanted to make a chocolate cookie. Yeah. And she was like, look, I don't want to stand here and melt this chocolate in the mm. double boiler because it's tedious and I get all sweaty. Correct. So let me just chop up this chocolate and mix it into the cookie thing and it'll melt while cooking and create a chocolate cookie. Lo and behold, it did not. It created something better. Yes. What did it create, Josh? Chocolate chip friggin' cookies. Yeah, it did. Was I right? You're pretty, yeah, that's pretty much right on. Okay. However, oh. this, this actually uh-huh. is a nice segue into number two, uh-huh. fact. Except you started at number five. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're counting backwards, or are we counting? That's how it goes, right? This is five, five two. two. That's how, word, okay, that's how words two. go, right? Um, chocolate chip cookies were first called, do you know what this is? Dingle hoppers. Yeah, no, <laughs> butter drop dew cookies. They dew cho- cookies? They weren't, they weren't chocolate chip. They were butter drop dew cookies by the same lady, Wakefield. I don't like that name. Butter drop dew cookies. Fact number three however way you want to count, mm-hmm. the first chocolate chip cookie was the size of a quarter. What kind of hogwash is that? That's like those at Trader Joe's. They have those yeah, mini cookies those in little, the bucket, uh, and you have to eat all of them or what's just the, to feel like you ate a cookie. It's a little blue bag of chips, chips ahoy. ahoy. That yep. is a garbage cookie. Me. I know. It's that little, is a garbage like size cookie. Of a quarter, though. Well, also, their chocolate I don't think is chocolate. And you know what? I don't even care. Chips ahoy. Why don't you up your cookie game if you don't want to get picked on on the Mrs. Graves podcast? Now you know. I'm mad. Uh, Fact number three. Did I just do three? You did five, two, three. We need one and four. Uh, Did you know the creator of the cookie was paid for a recipe with a lifetime supply of chocolate chip chocolate? (laughs) No, I didn't read that right. I have no idea what you just said. The creator of the cookie was paid for her recipe with a lifetime supply of chocolate from Nestle. Whoa. The world's biggest chocolate chop. <laughs> we might as well have done whiskey yeah. shots and then also other whiskey drinks because we are incoherent. The world's biggest chop. chop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. I'm going to say that first part for you. The world's, and I can't, biggest, the world's biggest chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookie. cookie weighed 40,000 pounds. And had a diameter of 101 feet. That was in 2003. Let me add it. Last but not least, which I think is number six now on our top five. Number 11. It's America's favorite cookie. <laughs> That's, what it says. That's your most interesting 53% fact? 53% of American adults prefer chocolate chip cookies over peanut butter cookies. That actually, I feel real proud of that. Yeah. And here's why. Break it down. Ooh, I'm a little cantankerous, and I'm kind of I'm kind of spicy. spicy today. Yeah, you're you are spicy. Uh, feisty and spicy. Feisty, spicy, Katie. Uh, so last summer the boys and I watched all of the Great British Bakey Bakey Bake oh, Show. I love that show. Um, and 
well, it made us eat a lot of baked goods because mm-hmm. you cannot watch that show and not have a treat. Oh, it's yeah. very sad yeah. if you don't have a treat. Well, yeah. But also, I realized uh, the people of Great Britain, mm-hmm. or at least Paul. Is uh, that the judge guy? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? A lot of the judges, uh-huh. the British, the English judges, they don't like our cookies. <laughs> they don't like oh. our pie. Oh. They... they Nose in the air. Some some lowball comments about our cookies are too soft. Those American cookies are too sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, whatever. Sounds like fake news. They were like, this is good, but not, you know, like, it's not like an American cookie with the bleh, bleh, bleh. And I, I felt personally offended. Should we invade? I did. I don't even care if they make fun of the way we talk or that yeah. our plates are too big. But if they're coming for our chocolate chip cookies. That's go time. Go time. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm sorry, England. Don't. Do not. You should see the face I'm making right now. Thank you for listening to (laughs) Six Fun Facts. This part of the show is called What's On Your Mind, where Katie can sit out because she's been telling us what's on her mind for the last 30 freaking minutes of this podcast. So, I need to go to yoga or something. So, Josh, what's on your mind? What's on your mind, Josh? Thanks for asking. I'm going to stop talking entirely. I'll tell you what's on my mind and that I freaking love it is the new Snapchat filter. Wow. Are you aware of this? No, Snapchat? I'm not because I don't have Snapchat. So you can just tell me all I don't, about I it. I don't have Snap. Well, now I currently have Snapchat, but I didn't. But I was sold on it because this new filter makes women look like men and men look like women. And it is frighteningly realistic. What'd you do it with? Um, me, Your own self. Of course. Are you pretty? Uh, you know, yeah. And I used it on little babes. Yeah. Hilarious, because she looks like a dude. So she has like a, she a beard. <laughs> and, um, Does every woman get bearded? Is that how they yeah, do everyone, you? Yeah, everyone, but it's, yeah. They got everyone how does it know stubble. you're a girl? Oh, you can, uh, <laughs> good question. Because you have long hair. No, there's a setting. I'm making my patriarchy there's face right now. That's there's going on the spinoff. There's a setting where you can do guy. Girl to boy, boy guy. to girl. There's a filter. It says like guy Male, filter. female, yeah, female. It's a, there's a setting. Gender. So uh, I love it. And I've been eating up all the stories I'm seeing on social media. People are making like fake Tinder profiles of Sweet. like themselves as like a guy or a girl. Nice. And like, oh, it's hilarious. So I, I will say this is placing some things that I've been confused about mm-hmm. recently. People are putting them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. And also Holly, my this cousin, sent a male vi- male there version of go. herself to us. And it's creepy. it was creepy. It's creepy. It's frighteningly and, and realistic. Said, her sister said, why does that look like me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it had a beard. Uh, <laughs> but it did not look like her. It's it, it's. Really, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. It's I already cool. look like a dude, so that's not going to be much different. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what's on my mind. Katie's not allowed to talk. All right, well, we're going to top off, cap off, finish off, end the show with our I Delta O Game of Thrones episode five. The one where Daenerys burns down the whole city. <laughs> Last week's episode. Okay, ready, go, Josh. I dealt oh, it. So, I guess spoiler alert? You should, I think you're supposed to say spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it by now, I like, know. come on. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be, I think the next episode will probably be We airing. don't feel sorry for you, actually. I don't. So Spicy Katie. Just a quick highlight of what happened was Daenerys, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. 
Khaleesi. Mother of dragons. She first she, born. She was attacking uh, Winter. No, not Winterfell. She's ta- she's attacking the uh, Red Keep. No. Yeah, she's uh, attacking uh, uh, where the Lannisters uh, live. Uh, oh my God! It's what's like wrong with Tinker this? Tinker Town? Tinker <laughs> 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 something. Hold, please. Uh, uh, we have watched every episode I of this really show have. when yeah. it has aired. City. King's Landing. King's Landing. Gosh. <laughs> I knew that. We knew that. So Daenerys is attacking uh, King's Landing, trying she, to trying to get freaking Cersei. She has a choice, basically. Yeah, she a, and, well, the, she's attacking, and in the middle or in the beginning of the show, they, the whole town is kind of surrendering. Of they're they're giving up because they they they're defeated. They're like whoa dragons. Yeah, she's going to town with her dragon, and dragon. so dragon. Yeah, that's true. It's, uh, singular, and so Daenerys is like, mm, no, nah, I, I warn you guys hey, not to not to mess with me. So now I'm gonna let you all feel the wrath. I liked it because she was been warning them for like episodes. Like don't mess with me. I've been telling you, and you keep messing with me, and now. Like she's not going to feel bad about anything anymore. She's too. She's been pushed to a point where she's just too angry, and mm-hmm. now she's just going to let it all out. Uh, what would I change? Oh, here's what I would change about the frigate. I didn't like how Cersei died. I wanted like a whole season dedicated to her being tortured. I wanted the dragon to go up and torch her right yeah, through the thing, Arya. and Daenerys looking her in the yeah. eyes, or Arya, or everyone's killing her at once. Yeah. Man, they were way too nice to her, yeah. hugging Jamie. Please. I know. I was super bummed. What that. I was kind like, of uh, cockamamie? Not okay. Mm-mm. Not okay. That was. That's not my delta, but I'm just yeah. commiserating. I did you. not. I was not a fan of I that. I agree. Um, and the things I'm gonna bring back. Um, I'm on the edge of my seat for next episode. I, the series finale is Sunday. I cannot wait. Okay. Go ahead. Hit me with your eyes. The thing I liked. Mm-hmm. Wait, weren't you going to debate me on the whole, or are you about to right now? You, you get ready. Okay. Just I'm, prepare. It's I'm not a debate. It's okay. a rant. I need to make sure Katie rants on this episode because I haven't heard it yet. Go ahead. I'm doing it anyway. Go ahead. I'm no, doing I want it you anyway. To. I wanted you to. Um, all right. I got to think of something I liked. Um, you, know, you know what you liked about that episode? Oh, you didn't like it? You probably didn't like the I episode. I kind of was put off by the whole. I know. Okay, I did like the at the very end that little scene where Arya finds the beautiful white horse and she jumps oh, on yeah, it cool. and runs off. I just thought that was visually yeah, was cool. really gorgeous. I did like uh, sorry to butt in, but I like the hound and mountain battle. That was cool. I thought that was completely unnecessary. Oh, really? I liked it. Like why? Uh, well, he's But why? Uh, the hound's whole entire story has been trying to get uh, revenge on his brother the whole series. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I just didn't see the point. Okay. Um, okay. That that was my eye okay. that I liked. Wait, what, oh, the hor- her also, horse. Also, just in general, they have really beautiful horses on that show. <coughs> yep. I grew up with horses. Oh, okay. And did you? Do you? Are you aware of like how the horses are so fancy on that no. show? They're like it's like it's like not up to date with my horse. Whoever's in charge of horse acquisition is like top. Notch. Give me the Beyonce of horses, Ooh. and only that. Nice. They're He's incredible. Okay. Anyway, Good to know. they're really great. Awesome. Uh, my delta mm-hmm. is I would change that entire thing about Daenerys. Oh. <laughs> uh, burning the town. Okay. And here's why. Break it down. Since the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. her entire thing, the thing on which she has built mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. power, mm-hmm. 
her queendom, Mm -hmm. her legitimacy, Mm -hmm. and the thing which gets people to love her Mm -hmm. and support her as their leader Mm -hmm. is her mercy. Mm -hmm. When she goes and attacks every town, she's like, look, Mm -hmm. everybody, your current bosses are mean and you hate Mm -hmm. them. I am not going to kill you. I'm going to feed you. I'm not going to put you up on a stick and leave you by the side of the road for a bunch of vultures to eat you. Uh I'm Daenerys. I'm benevolent, and that's my deal. And that is what set her apart. And that was very special. It was was literally central to her character. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, at the end, Mm -hmm. some yahoo in the writer's room decides, no, I'm going to have her be like all the rest of the Targaryens for no reason. Uh It would make sense if like... Okay, over a few episodes, we see her slowly descending into madness. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the only bad thing that happened, which w- it was bad, Miss Sanday got beheaded, which was terrible. Well, what about her? I feel like her mercy has also. And her dragon baby got killed. Both of them. Uh, but still, mm-hmm. they didn't do a good job. If they wanted to do the dragon burn, the whole city plan, mm-hmm. I think they should have. I think there should have been this a lot fair. more legitimate storytelling about why she did it. Yeah, I guess I can see how it's um, hurried. I think it was completely hurried. against her character to do that. Yeah. And here's why. Because okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I've always said this about that show, uh-huh. is that it's a really male show. It's very... Um, The battles. Uh-huh. It's just all this battling and sword. Just so, so wait, just battling makes it manly. It's makes super it ma- It's super male. You can tell it's written by men, because um, because it's just real battly. There's a lot of screaming and yelling, and 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 I'm saying cisgendered like men, men like. Uh-huh. Uh, I so, drive a big truck. So women. It's basically women don't like the battling. No, women don't not like battling, but well, it just has saying. a very male perspective to it. I don't need to argue about that part because then I'll start yelling. Anyway, <laughs> I've always thought yelling. that about the show, but I watch it anyway because I like yelling. looking at Daenerys. Um, and then, and then they do the most male thing of all—the uh-huh. thing, the thing that made Danny good, uh-huh. the thing that like held her up as being a powerful woman Mm -hmm. they took it away and they made her just some crazy spiteful woman who has a tantrum and burns down a city just like a woman and i i'm gonna keep talking i don't approve of it game of thrones writers it's nonsense i would look it's contrary to her character and you know it here's how i here's what i do agree with i agree with that it was too fast uh with you're saying they should have led up to that build up more but I think part of her burning all that down, too, is, and she didn't go right. Because I was like, why didn't she go right towards um, Cersei? Like, freaking torture. She wanted Cersei to witness losing her whole town, like her whole village, kingdom, just getting yes. burnt out and eliminated. However, yeah, innocent lives are being ruined. But I think she was, I took it as she was been, she's been merciful, and it's, look where it's got her. She's losing her friends. She's losing her her she's kid, got nothing left her to kids. lose. Yeah, she's losing game. and all this with John too. She's she's like John, just don't like if you really if I'm really your queen, then don't betray me. Go tell everybody what he do. He went and freaking told everybody, and then that backfired. So she's like, every time I'm asking somebody to do something nice for me, yeah, going I kind of see what you're saying. And now she's like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of being the nice lady. I'm capable of being a badass, and now I'm going to show you just how badass I can be. 
All right. Grand, I do see your point. Granted, it was at the cost of a lot of innocent lives, but that's what I took. And as. also, Cersei had to watch her entire city burn. Yeah, and that was that before. was before. But then breaking, in that case, that, that dragon should have torched her right yeah, in the eyeballs no, for sure. That's stupid. So um, anyway, I still think they should have not done that, but I do yeah, see what I, you're saying. I, I get it. I agree with you too. We're agreeing we're, together. Uh, we're, we're agreeing to disagree ish because we are friends <laughs> and. <laughs> We have emotional intelligence. We are emotionally intelligent. I promise I didn't drink any whiskey. Says you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Mrs. Graves podcast. That's Katie. Oh. She's my wife's dad's girlfriend's sister. Oh, I thought I was supposed to talk. <laughs> you stop Shh. pausing. She's my wife's dad's girlfriend's sister's daughter. And this is Josh. He's my mom's sister's boyfriend's daughter's husband. Kapow. Howdy. That's a lot. Oh, I think there's something in there, probably. Well, we have an hour and ten. I could probably get 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>